Yeah. All right. Like, Hold this on. This is what we do. Should we restart or just keep it rolling? Oh, we can just keep rolling from here. Okay. Right on. All right. So today we are going to talk about. Uh, what are we talking about today? Tetsuo. Tetsuo. Tetsuo the Iron Man, which is a 1989 film directed by Shinya Tsukamoto. Uh, man, this is one of those movies that I could not believe that I hadn't seen before. I don't know how it came off my radar. It was, yeah, it was always on mine, but um, my friends, I guess, suck because this should have been like a most talked about one and every it was one everybody was like oh yeah Tetsuo you seen that right and I was like no and then yeah. it would just drop and I'm like this is a, this is a movie y'all should definitely be talking about like mm-hmm. uh yeah it's a, it's one of those that makes you want to make a movie too because right. you can tell all the way through that there was a lot of work that went into it uh, a lot but like mm-hmm. you're thinking okay i've got talent if i had some resources if i got creative with effects and shit like i could make a movie like this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely that's where i took a lot of the inspiration from it too so the production of tetsuo was very difficult it actually it took 18 months to shoot it so they started shooting in 1987 back when i was just a little bait i was literally gus's size when this movie was being made and um, it was essentially a group of about six friends who used their friend's apartment to to film this thing and um, before I get into that though briefly the plot of Tetsuo is that there isn't a plot to Tetsuo it's an <laughs> hour-long frenetic black and white body horror movie about a guy who a guy and his girlfriend who run over a dude and then dump his body in the woods and then have sex in front of his body which is really just rude yeah yeah i I think it is i mean it's uh um it's got other hints of sexual depravity whenever there's like the like the drill dough Mm -hmm. oh the drill dough i like that yeah like and tom mess his book iron man which is his companion piece to agitator he talks about it and he calls it the dick drill but the drill though is like much much better i think as a as a neologism um so basically they run this guy over and then he i guess comes back from the dead or something in the form of this virus like metal infection that turns people into i don't know like metal metal people iron men and iron men yeah 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 and then at the end they they fight and but really i mean the plot is again it's really not there it's just it is an exercise in in filmmaking right i mean it uses stop motion animation um it uses a lot of practical effects uh to get back to the troubled production the the way that they made the suit was by actually using double-sided tape to glue actual pieces of scrap metal to the actor who who plays uh which one is tetsuo uh tetsuo is the dude that they run over i'm pretty sure because he's just called the fetishist oh yeah maybe 
and then uh, other otherwise he's credited as Yatsu, which just means guy. Um, but the other is the other guy te- like I don't know if the words Tetsuo ever gets said in the movie. I have more to say about that later. Anyway, they just literally glued pieces of metal to this guy until the costume was too heavy for him to even stand up in. And Sukamoto had a stroke of brilliance where he's like, oh, I only actually have to shoot the full costume once, and then we can just use pieces of it in shots. Uh, So there is one shot of the full costume with the drill dough and everything, and then the rest of it is like all quick cuts, kind of working around that with the audience filling in the blanks. So I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, it also uh, helps the like frenetic feel to it and the like overwhelming sense of infection like because it it works great on a body horror level because you sort of feel a little uh not necessarily sick but overwhelmed By the way, thanks to our uh, 2,050 patrons who give us five bucks a month for this thing. That's crazy. Kelby oh, yeah. and I are making $5,000 a month on this thing. Yeah, That's the quality wild. is probably going to depreciate because instead of watching the movies, now I just sit and count my money. Yeah, exactly. Just over and over again. Dude, that's that's literally what I would do. <laughs> I would just be looking at my bank account all the time. If I had six figures in that thing, I would just open up my, my little bank account app and be like, ah, look at that shit. Look at that shit. And then I'd buy a person. Um, <laughs> I, um, I'd just get really into sex trafficking. I, uh, I had a pretty successful... Uh, yeah, I get get nervous even. I'm superstitious about money. Like, my... Um, uh, if I was better at astrology, I'd be able to tell you why. But money is like a source of my anxiety. Um, mm-hmm. Having it or not having it, like it, it just—I I just anticipate the anvil to drop when I do have yeah, it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And uh, man, yeah, I just—I had like a pretty successful past couple of weeks, and uh, I just don't even look at that shit. I'm just like. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to do with it. Like I'm just, I'm just like, I, yeah, something will come up. Something will come up. So I'll just, mm. I'll just leave it. You gotta have an abundance mindset. Is what you need. You gotta think about how money comes to you and you deserve it, and you know that you earned it. That's the trick to having money. That's what I do. I live uh, a very privileged life where I don't make a ton of money, but the money that I do make only requires a couple hours a week of my time so i could do more but yeah it's we're, we're all programmed for that because i don't even like and i spend you know 40 plus hours working out in the heat and shit and i don't even like see an issue with that with not i see an issue with the 40 hour thing i don't see an issue with what you said because yeah. i only do that because that's kind of like how our culture has like programmed us all to operate like to keep mm-hmm. us from doing whatever we want and coming up with new and interesting shit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's not necessarily it's not necessary to do anything for forety hours a week. Like, no. it's just Absolutely ridiculous. Not. 
Yeah, it's stupid, which is why I never advance with my money. Because I realized this this week, and that is that I do not have the hustle and grind mindset. The grind set, if you will. It, I, it just doesn't exist for me. I just, I, I go, I get along. I, what's the phrase? I go along to get along? That's, yeah, that's what I do. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> I have enough money in my account. I'm good now. And I just don't care. Yeah. Like, nah. I'm good. It's all about what you want to do. Like, um, mm-hmm. if I had millions, I'd figure out a way to, like, like I'd break down the math once to figure out how much I need for X amount of years. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'd just steadily, like, support people I fuck with and, uh, like, make sure it's not just sitting, going nowhere. Mm-hmm. But all I would need is the shit to just do my regular every day and not have to stress about shit. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, that was a little detour. So for people who are listening to this podcast, and like, what, what is this? So we talk about Japanese extreme cinema on this show in a very academic and rigorously researched way. So th- there, there is that. <laughs> you will get that. But this is also a podcast that's about life. It's about... Spirituality. It's about... So sometimes we take a few detours to talk about stuff, and and God damn it, I'm gonna keep doing that because that's my fucking right. Okay. Yeah. Hear well, me. fictional person, I just made up in my head. <laughs> fucking criticizing my podcast. Why don't you go make a podcast, bitch? Everybody listening is like, this is great, and it's like, whoa, whoa, hey, I was enjoying hey. it, but okay. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> Hey, take it easy. No, take I'm it in a easy. weird mood today, man. I'm in a bad mood. Motherfuckers standing out on the corner in slick ass shoes that they have yet to sell, driving a car that they have yet to sell. Begging for money for their family because they lost their job a week ago, bro. Fuck you. I'd be robbing mm-hmm. people by now. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I would not be robbing anybody. Uh, well, I say that, but maybe I would. Maybe I would. I've never been in that position, right? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's all it's all complex, and it gets even more complex when you bring a film like Tetsuo the Iron Man into the into the discourse. You know what I mean? Uh, and that's my segue. I don't know where to go from there. Um, like, just like anyway. Speaking of that, here's this other thing. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the way to do it. You just start talking about whatever. This movie energized the fuck out of me. Okay. Yeah. And I I needed it right now because I'm so annoyed with how the world is right now. I'm tired of all the scapegoating and just th- this mass psychosis that's going on about. A virus that exists and is bad, but you know, isn't the end of the world. I'm just tired, man. I'm fucking tired of it. And what I really want to do is I want to lock everybody who's scared of COVID in a room with like three people who have COVID 19, just <laughs> coughing and hacking. Like, I just want to lock them in that room and just be like, we'll let you out in one hour, you know? Or because what that what that that's called exposure response therapy ERT it's what they do for OCD and I want to do that right. to everybody 
you know right just just infect the shit out of everybody that's my version of the vaccine right it's like let's have like a chicken pox party but for covid right where somebody somebody can just like a covid positive person can like fart in a water bottle for an hour and then you have to like suck the fart out of the <laughs> out of the water bottle <laughs> Or I shoot you in the head, right? It's like it's like one or the other. That's my fascism. <laughs> or just uh, just put them in a room with normal babies. Yeah, all right, just exactly. Like... <laughs> and see how long it takes for them to like kill the babies. <laughs> like it was gonna infect me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All this kind of I I brought this up on Twitter, uh, and it was anytime I bring up anything COVID related, people just ignore me. Like they they don't they don't really argue or anything. They're just like, oh, there David goes again with his crazy conspiracy theories about how people have always gotten sick and you know. Um, but I brought this up, you know, in zombie movies, there's always a uh, there's always like a, a person who's like a weaselly fucker who will like lock the door on the hero. You know what I mean? And like won't open it up. Like Train to Busan, that guy who keeps throwing people in front oh, of the zombies. Oh yeah. Yeah, you know, to keep it. That's what the left is in COVID. I don't even know. Like, it's like, damn, are you that like you're you're that aware of your fragile immune system because of all the garbage that you eat and shit, and like all the soy burgers and all that bullshit that like mm-hmm. you really are concerned for your health, or do you just really want to never go back to work? <laughs> Dude, I, I I don't know. I don't know about that. Oh, I got to talk about Tetsuo the Iron Man. So COVID is like this fucking crazy situation. <laughs> what, bro? What if it? What if it took us three episodes to actually talk about about Tetsuo? You know, about a sixty-seven just... minute long movie about nothing. <laughs> you know, honestly, that's that's why I think there's so much talk around it is because there's not much to this movie, right? I mean, I think that I think it's fucking amazing. I love all the camera tricks, and I love the gore like at the beginning when he puts the pipe in his leg that was oh, yeah. fucking good man that was that, nasty yeah and it being oh. black and white i'm sure there's a lot of ways that like it's like how did they do that well i mean one of the tricks is this is in black and white so yeah it could have been kind of sen- it looks gruesome as fuck though Yeah, but like this movie went on to be like actually successful and is the reason that throughout the 90s we had like such a a surge of independent Japanese movies just that were fucking bonkers. Like a lot of Mike's future success probably like I don't because you you probably know more of the timeline of like all this and they did know each other and shit, but like I don't mm-hmm. think this dude necessarily like inspired Mike, but he definitely opened that door to where Mike could have the potential to be successful with his shit. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think Mike gets inspired by anything, but, but yes, I, <laughs> and that's just from what I've like read of him. He's like, I just go and make things. Um, that's so great. That's it is so, great. Yeah. That's like when writers ask like, so, uh, so who you've been reading lately? I'm like, who picks out books that way? I don't really read I've, a lot. Like I, yeah. When something sounds interesting, I read it, and uh, yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I'd read. I would read a lot more if all those books were written by me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it's just. It's not my style. I mean, I do read a, like a, a love shit that is not anywhere near my style. But like, it's. I would read more though because mm-hmm. my style isn't shaped by trying to cop somebody else's. It's shaped by like, what do I want to read? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and I want to read some short, punchy, like, good prose that doesn't overstay its welcome and just kind of, like, does its thing and then dips out that I could take care of in, like, 30 minutes to an hour. Absolutely. I wish there was more stuff like that. You mentioned that it uh, was really popular and it won these awards. The time turnaround of this thing was interesting to me, too, because they finished it in January of 2019. And by July, it was in theaters uh, because basically Tsukamoto uh, went to a prominent critic of the time asking for a blurb for the poster. And that critic got it into FantaFest in Rome. And interesting fact was that in FantaFest, the movie actually played without subtitles, which makes sense because there's very little dialogue anyway. You can kind of tell what's going on. But mm-hmm. uh, it was awarded the grand prize, and one of the jurors was actually uh, Alejandro Hodorowsky, right? Who gave it oh, like nice. a, a standing ovation, right? So there's some cool connections here with a lot of our our uh, our big kind of pantheon of heroes, you know. And then uh, from there, it played, it kept selling out, and you know they had to keep keep adding shows uh, to the theaters where it was playing, and uh, and yeah, it just it just kind of blew up because apparently, according to what I've read the Japanese film industry was really in the dumps at the time. There were Kurosawa movies and Imamura movies that were winning the the Grand Prix at Cannes and things like that, but there like wasn't much going on. And then this movie and Akira came out, I think, the same year, actually. And those two kind of revitalized the Japanese film industry, which is interesting, right? Because Akira has a character named Tetsuo who mutates, right? Mm-hmm, this big, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're big, both body thing. horror yeah yeah and he was asked about that Tsukamoto was asked about that he's like yeah no I didn't uh, like I didn't know about Akira until it came out um, but it is weird that we had this parallel thought about a about Tetsuo and I looked it up because I was curious it wasn't in the piece but I just googled it apparently Akira means uh, sunlight that's what the name means and then Tetsuo means a wise man so I don't know what, what you make of that but I was just interested in the fact that they both chose this name for somebody who mutates into like the next the next incarnation of humanity you know hmm. well yeah well yeah the tetsuo like wise man uh, that i don't know how loose of a translation that is but it's a businessman who turns into the iron man mm-hmm. you know i mean i don't know but uh yeah the fucking <laughs> like for a movie about nothing it is it's it's about nothing on a plot level which to me i don't give a fuck plot is Mm -hmm. stupid but uh i never pay attention could be the best plotted shit and all the like you know strings could tie together on the big crazy person's you know red drawstring board uh Mm -hmm. and i i'm just gonna be like yeah that's cool so that one scene i was really vibing with (laughs) yeah exactly yeah there's a lot of vibes in this you know there's a lot of uh 
it's basically just a nonstop visual assault of gore, violence, and sex, right? Because there's there's a lot of like uh, licking. There's the the lady who actually uh, she shot most of the movie. She was the assistant director and I think Sukamoto's best friend. But she ran a theater company. Um, everybody who's in the movie seems to have some sort of like ballet or dance experience with the way that they move. Um, but yeah, this woman, you know, she'll, there'll be like a scene where she's like licking a hot dog and then, you know, it'll cut to somebody getting their ear cut off and I don't, it's, it's fucking, it really has to be seen to understand. And by the end of it, I definitely felt a little dizzy, right? By the time, but like, I couldn't look away from the screen while it was going on. But then I sort of did that thing where, you know, you stand up and you walk in the world and everything seems clear for like five minutes. You're like, oh shit, that really, that dusted out the cobwebs a little bit. Yeah, yeah, totally. And man, that fucking, uh, the stop motion. So a lot of it, it's one you can't help, but it's not that you can see the strings. Like it's very master, masterfully pulled off. Like the visuals are amazing. I, I wish every movie regardless of budget did shit like mm-hmm. this it's way better mm-hmm. than the fucking cgi bullshit but you can tell you can just tell that it was handmade it's not that like oh yeah you know it's not amateurish but like um i forgot where i was going with that the fucking yeah, this... fuck it, <laughs> I, i'm i'm totally happy with this episode because this is like a train wreck of an episode you know, it's just like all over the place. It's very much like the movie Tetsuo in general, right? Yeah. Um, no, it's very expressionistic but, of that, of the feeling of like... So basically yeah. what it's about is a dude who gets run over by a car. And yeah. the entire movie feels like getting hit by a car. So, Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, I don't know why I said it like that. Ooh! bro sometimes i hear my voice back on this thing and i'm just like i don't know why i chose to be a podcaster i really (laughs) have no idea you know you hear people who are like hello welcome to blah 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 i am alexander dickenballs and we are Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. But yeah, man, you know, I've been doing this for six years, and, uh, you know, one day I'll probably get it. Maybe around year 10, I'll be able to I'll be able to speak more from my chest and have a voice that's like, Hey, Kelby, what's going on, man? How you doing? And I'll be like, damn, this is like talking to a mirror. Hey, what up? Hey, I'm what Kelby up? Hey, that's that's my impression that's all i got <laughs> that, was, that was pretty good <laughs> it's, pretty, it's not bad it kind of sounds like you right yeah, yeah totally <laughs> 100%. <laughs> oh but yeah no i mean the movie's good what can you say what are we gonna talk about next time what do you want to talk about what movie do you want to do next Hmm. You want to keep Wait. on the Sukamoto train? You want to go back to Mike? What What are you thinking? Man, I'm digging Sukamoto shit. Uh, yeah, and do bullet ballet. Yeah. And then eventually we'll have Grant on to talk about First Love, uh, which I'm looking forward to. 
That'll be interesting because that movie yeah. has like a hip hop flavor. Grant's been, you know, Grant's in the music world. Uh, mm-hmm. We all we all love rap here. Um, yeah. Not that it's about a rapper or anything. It just has that kind of flavor to it. Uh, it's got fortune telling in it. Yep, and he's a fortune teller. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. All right. We'll try again next time. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> oh.